Welcome to the Saturday Night Live After Party. This week we'll be discussing SNL's season 44 finale with host Paul Rudd and musical guest DJ Khaled. I'm John Murray, and this week I'm joining forces with Darren Patterson and John Trumbull of the SNL Nerds Podcast for an epic finale crossover spectacular. You can find the SNL Nerds Podcast on Twitter at SNL Nerd Show. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can do so at SNLpodcast.com. This episode was recorded at the Nonproductive Studio in Clifton, New Jersey. To learn more about Nonproductive's lineup of podcasts, visit non-productive.com. If you're enjoying our show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Our patrons get early ad-free access to each new podcast episode, as well as many other exclusive member rewards. It's your support that makes the cast possible, and we are so thankful to everyone who's already pitched in. To learn more, go to patreon.com forward slash SNL podcast. All right. Enjoy. It's, I, I think you're good. Okay. Yeah. All right. I so mean, this, and, the, and this distance seems okay? Like, I don't yeah. need to be right up on it. No. Okay. No. I, I think that distance is fine. Great. I'm okay, so, too. Hello? I don't care about you. What? <laughs> I, got, I got a new... Uh. Yep. Buddy in the house. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, God. So, I knew it. Is, uh, so, Wait, what do, you, do you have any, any notes from the show, or are you just going by memory? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you were, you were watching it. <laughs> when did I start to take notes? No, I, and I haven't had a way to watch it since. Right. I can't DVR it in a hotel or whatever. So. Okay. Uh, is there anything you want need to refresh your memory on before? No, well, I have technically seen it twice. Right? Yeah. Because like I watched it from Heidi's room. So, you know, I'll okay. be able to keep pace. But okay. you'll be the one, like... Oh, yeah, because, of course, you watched both the dress and the... Uh, right. Yeah, that's right. right. I, I was refreshing my memory on the sketches uh, while I was waiting for you guys, and I watched the... the they, they posted the cut from dress, the... Uh, Oh, the retirement, the retirement party? party. Yeah, oh, I watched yeah. that. The, the which one? Retirement party where they're in the, the new wave band. Oh, yeah, band. yeah, yeah, yeah. The so. computers. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Uh, let's... <laughs> we've been recording for like two minutes, and let's give them the, the right. couple seconds of room noise if you guys are ready. Yep. Yeah. Dive in. Ready to roll. Okay. Tape from New Jersey. It's the SNL Nerds, the show where two comics from New Jersey nerd out about Saturday Night Live. And I'm your co-host, Darren Patterson. And I'm your co-host, John Trumbull. Hey, John. How's it going? I'm doing well. I'm, I'm excited for this week's show. Oh, my God. This is a show. This, this is a huge show for us. Um, this is Sweeps Week. Sweeps Week. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the season finale of SNL of season 44. Uh, this was episode 21 of the season, I believe. So we, yeah. got, we got back SNL favorite Paul Rudd uh, with musical guest... DJ Khaled. Yes, he's he the best. And uh, he, he and, says. and DJ Khaled brought tons of people with him. He he brought like a caravan of folks. And so in that tradition, we decided to bring somebody along with us. That's right. We we have a caravan of our folk. So we, we we're very proud to welcome our first our very first in studio guest, Mr. John Murray from the SNL After Party Podcast. Hey, Mr. Murray, how's Yay! it going? Yay! Going, going pretty good. I could use an app, but uh, we're going to get through it. You, you have had some eventful few days. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's been a busy one. So um, we know that the, the people are listening to this episode who maybe have listened to Darren and my podcast, right. or they are. We're, we're actually doing this as a crossover. That's it's right. going to be exactly. airing on both of our podcasts. That's right. So we, we have some of John's listeners, and we have some of our listeners. So we're going to introduce our shows yeah. to each other. It's a crossover. Event of the season. It's it's like <laughs> those it. those old comic books where yeah. the Justice League would meet the Justice Society from Earth Two. Yeah, it's, uh, like the Flintstones and the Jetsons. Exactly. Remember that? It's exciting. So this is the part of your podcast where we just go off on a tangent. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. we do. Well, we do pretty I was much, waiting for that. Pretty much <laughs> every part of our podcast is the part where we go off on a tangent. Yeah, I was just amazed that we jumped in that quick. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we don't mess around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you know, show prep. Who, who needs that? <laughs> show prep, schmo prep. <laughs> um, so, so, John, tell us a little about, you're obviously an SNL super fan. So tell us about how you discovered Saturday Night Live when you first started watching the show and uh, who, who are some of your favorite uh, sure. cast members yeah sure, okay. just, uh, you don't have to do top five just like off the top of your head all right so uh first question when did i start watching snl sometime around 1992 it would have been when wayne's world was the talk of the playground oh uh, yeah okay. Um, okay but uh i was always a bit of a comedy nerd like i love ghostbusters that came around at the right time for me so i kind of knew who the people were that kind of were coming out of SNL and second city. And like, that was already kind of my jam. And it just, mm-hmm. when I was around 11, that's when the 1130 start time of SNL became tenable for, for me to be able, uh, yeah, to, be able sure. to stay up and watch it. So uh, I was sometime around then. Um, I've been watching it pretty steady ever since, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a brief hiatus when I was a teenager and you know, there were girls, but other yeah, than girls. The, the one small Yuck. time mm. in my life when I actually had a social life, I've been pretty good. Oh, um, when did you decide to actually start an SNL podcast? How long have you been going now? Uh, just finished our third season. Yeah, we started Excellent. working on it in 2016, right before the election. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Ooh. We thought that was the time to jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's yeah, cool. it's was, it was time for something. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe Darren and I we should talk a little about our SNL origin stories. Let's we talked do it. about this a little in our our first episode, but yeah, yeah, maybe we need a refresher. For yeah, it. for those that don't know, uh, John and I were two comedians who live in New Jersey, the beautiful Garden State, mm-hmm. and uh, we're both comedy nerds and both big fans of Saturday Night Live. Uh, John and I have known each other for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, I think about it was, five years. About five years? Has it been five years? I think so. Yeah. Good, good lord. I think that came up on my Facebook feed recently. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. um, <laughs> great. But yeah, so um, so a couple years ago, uh, you know, of course, I was watching Saturday Night Live as I do, and I had my laptop open as I. I often do, and then John was doing the same, unbeknownst mm-hmm. to me. And then I, I started just basically live. It's not really live tweeting when you do it on Facebook, but I was live like commentary on yep. the on the show yep. on my yeah. Facebook page. And then and Darren was joining in every week, and it got to the point I started tagging him. Yeah, the show. you we met did, you met online. And it blossomed into so much more. Oh, uh, we did. didn't meet online. We met in, yeah. in life, but <laughs> but it blossomed online. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and then it became just our thing. Where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're gonna be, you're gonna be home in time to watch Saturday Night Live and come in. Yeah. I'll, I'll be, you know, it, it got, got to the point I would tag you in, <laughs> in the descriptions. Yeah, and I'd be out um, at a party and it's like, oh, it's 11.30, I gotta get home. Yeah, you'd bust in like the Kool-Aid man halfway yes. through the show. <laughs> yes, I just, first, um, I just drove in through to my apartment, didn't even bother to park the car. And then we eventually started talking with our friend uh, Frank Blowey, our producer uh, yes. from, from the non-productive uh, network, mm-hmm. non-productive.com. Right. Yes. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, this this could be a podcast. You could you could do this." Yeah, and uh, and here we are. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we right. talked a little about it, and we decided to start it up on the next season. So, so now that you've got are. a season under your belts, what do you think? Like, how, oh, how, oh, it's horrible. <laughs> this has been a living hell. It's the worst decision I've ever made. Yeah, God, I hate this man so much. I wake up screaming at night and when it's covered in sweat. Yeah, okay. but it's been great. Okay. Other, oh, yeah, than that, other, than that, other than that, wonderful. Homicidal rage aside, yeah, yeah it's been fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, uh, what about you? You you have an interesting format for SNL after party. You mm-hmm. you like us? You talk about the show every week. You go through it. Sketch by sketch. That is all true. Uh, I believe last week on the on the podcast I said it's it's like our show but more structured. Yeah, you're you're more structured. You're more like a little bit more. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's it's a, rigid, it's a rigid format. Yes, rigid. yes, I don't want to say yeah rigid. That's a, that's word. No, no, no. And intentionally so. Yeah, like yeah. there's a lot of great podcasts where digression and just you know shooting the breeze and keeping it casual that mm-hmm. uh, that yields fantastic results. That's us. I thought I just wanted something a little bit more. 
I don't know, like a like a traditional show where you know you, mm-hmm. you're moving quick through the topics. I, so, I, so, I, I admire the efficiency of your podcast because you always boil each sketch down to just like a sentence. Yeah, it takes a lot of editing to sound like we actually know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that, it's that's like our first sketch, uh, such and so does this thing. What did you think of this sketch? And and wow. whereas Darren and I is, is that that's how I come across. Yeah, <laughs> but very that professional. Was, that was very, yeah, yeah. Like a and newscaster. I mean this in a good way. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, this yeah. in a good way. This is not a, any in any sense of the word a criticism. No, it's just rare that someone does an impression of me you know, in my <laughs> you. and I don't know if I was flattered by it anyways. <laughs> yeah, that was very good. It was like two John Murrays in a room. Like, that's Whoa, right. that's a right. real John Murray here. Um, hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so John, I guess, is my counterpart from the other podcast. Oh, you're, doppelganger. Yeah. That's true. That's so, true. It's, it, but tonight I am just but, riding shotgun. You're you're leading the show tonight. But Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, well, and, and thank you for... For ceding control of your show to us for happily so for one week happily so, but uh, you you also have you you have like your regular partner that you do the podcast right, with Steve. He's my like standby. He's always ready right to go, but occasionally we bring in other people. And too. and then and then you ha- also have uh, Mike and Mario, right? right. They do the Who month in review. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're uh, big Survivor guys, but also uh, SNL nerds in their own right. So mm-hmm. they were doing the the big rival podcast that it was my intention to crush when I started mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you've and, like absorbed and, them. Yeah, eventually we realized <laughs> that it's better to go event style and just pool our might than to you know, oh. do square off against each that's other. That's interesting. And and where where are you guys located? Are you are you regionally close to each other? No. Uh, so I'm located in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, which is effectively a suburb of Detroit, Michigan. Okay. Oh wow. We wow. share the Detroit River. We're so, one side so there, the just other. over the border. Yeah. I I can open up my front door and look at Detroit. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's nice. How wow. close we are. That's um, the dream. That's, that's a beautiful view. <laughs> yeah. Steve, my main guy. Uh, mm-hmm. He's in Newfoundland. And if oh, uh, any of you guys have any sense of Canadian geography, that's we are Americans. We, we do, do not. not. Yes. <laughs> it's all uh, snow up there, as far as we know. It's, uh, it's all snow and kids in a hole. We'll call it your Boston. Like uh, right. it, it's our Boston. Uh, oh, okay, okay. It's, so it's you're the, a ways apart. So, you, so yeah. you're you're always recording the show remotely together. Like yeah, we do over, over Skype. Only? Yeah, Skype. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. Wow. Okay. It's wow. nice to be in house though. This is uh, there's yeah, well, there's yeah. a, a bit more. Uh, I don't know. You, you just can interact a little bit better when you can see the person. And oh, absolutely. Get a sense yeah. of their timing, their rhythm. So yeah, this is nice. This is way better. Than I, I, I like looking into somebody's eyes when we're <laughs> broadcasting. <laughs> it sets a better mood. If yeah. well, if for no other reason, then you know more or less when the person is done talking. Absolutely. That and, and we that, another big thing that we're constantly trying to edit out is you just you don't get that sense when there's a bit of a delay, uh, like a phone delay in your recording. Sure. It just throws mm. off the rhythm. So this sure. is this is yeah. nice. This is this is podcast productive studios they are yeah, yeah. more opulent and upscale than i was expecting oh my god yeah. oh really yes. <laughs> yeah we have a doorman we're like on the 28th floor so it's, it's a beautiful right. we have valet parking in the front oh, it's my god it's a pool yeah. We got a pool just yeah. to have it we have people fanning us throughout the show yes feeding us grapes yes it's just uh, we spare no expense yeah and none Gold. of this is accessible to your guests this is purely for you guys. not yeah, at all for us. not <laughs> at all you the bastard <laughs> you stay in the peasant quarters where you belong but you you had a, a very interesting couple weeks you you've made a trip down here to the northwest we by the way for those who don't know we record our podcast in clifton new jersey which yes. is about an hour or so outside of the city a little I would less say. yeah a little less so we, i mean we're not but, far from manhattan yeah. but you have done something that neither one of us has done yet Hey, you guys and need to man up. You're going to do an SNL podcast. Whoa! I know. You're calling us out, bro. Wow! Yeah, I'm thrown down. You call me wow. out, bro. If I okay. if I can find my way in yes. to New York and do the standby line, and you guys are all of an hour outside of town. Yeah, there's yeah. no excuse. Well, we take yeah. it for granted. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's the usual uh, you know, the native conundrum. You mm, yeah. make more of an effort to do something when you're. Uh, a, a tourist, as absolutely, it were. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, but so you actually went to see the show, or you went to see the dress rehearsal, and then you got to watch the show from the, the dressing room or the right, green yeah. room. You saw the show twice too, like yeah, not so once but twice. I came up a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. 
I went in, I did the standby line for the Emma Thompson show. Nice. So if anyone doesn't understand the standby line, basically what you're doing is you're lining up to hopefully get a seat that someone who had a ticket didn't show up for. That's Mm -hmm. what you're doing. Okay. Um, So it's a gamble and you need to sleep on the street to be able to really secure your spot. Right. Now, was this the first time you've done this, or have you done no, this in the past? Uh, no, the first time I did it was back in 2016, the, the Fred Armisen finale. I figured if I'm going to do an SNL podcast, I'd better go do the standby line before I even start, so I know what I'm talking about. Oh, you were there for the Armisen finale? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, that was a great episode, too. That was uh, Farewell, Mr. Bunting. Oh, so, oh so I love that to one. see that drop in the house? That sure. Was, pure pandemonium i've never sure. seen anything quite so raucous oh, wow. um so that was my first snl experience um, nice. and then i've just been doing it every year because you gotta i don't know, just kind of keep up your your skills so to speak like i, I want to oh, sharpen I wanna your watch, sword yeah watch the production and just keep uh, immersing myself in kind of mm-hmm. how the mechanics of the show work because it, it helps inform you know the discussion okay that's very that's good very cool so you so you watch both the emma thompson episode and the paul red episode right and i know the dress rehearsals they run a lot longer than the live show because there are a number of sketches that they cut between right. dress and air. Yeah, the dress rehearsal is absolutely everything they can produce in the week. Mm-hmm. It's the the full scripts as they exist during blocking. Um, extra sketches, like you said, more weekend update jokes, longer monologues. Then they take that, and then they've got an hour and a half from when the dress rehearsal ends to when the live show starts. They start paring it all down. So what mm-hmm. you see on TV, um, not only do they cut sketches, but right. they also trim the fat out of the sketches that they keep. They look at what played, what got a laugh, what didn't, and then they try to rejigger them for maximum impact. So oh, uh, even okay. the, the same sketches that are performed that make it to air, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes they're vastly different in their structure. If they if they see that there's a problem that they think they can work out before it goes live. So that's that's got to be fascinating. You oh, just get to see the, how it uh, how the the sketches evolve. Yeah, you so, get you get in the head of the the writers, and you see. Okay, yeah. I understand why you decide to trim that that's, out. That's a comedy nerd's dream. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's a so, masterclass in many ways to be so, able to have the insight between the the two shows. Absolutely. Yeah, we we've got to make a point of we doing this do next it. season. We got to we got next season field trip. You know what? Screw it. No, not next season. Next week. Next week. Let's, we're next going week to thirty rock. We're leaving right up in the standby line next week. That's right. That's right. We're going to leave right now. Yes. Just turn this off. Turn all this off. Um. So that's wow! That that is so cool. Yeah. Wow. And, so uh, I mean, so it, like, how how much of a difference is it from seeing it like on, you know, in in person than it is from watching on TV? Because I mean, we only seen it on TV, and we sure. could see, we see like from our viewpoint, like some we see some sketches like ah, oh, that wasn't great, but like. Like how did it, like did the play differently when you see it live? Is it more it, the it, energy up? It more? does. Like there's there's a lot of different aspects to how it it plays in the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first big thing is. Not everyone in the audience can actually even see a sketch that's right. performed in the house just because of the nature of the way the studio is laid out and where they have to fit their 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 sets for the various sketches. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're strewn throughout the studio. So some people on the far side may not even like be able to see over the side wall of a set. So, right. um, so you're very reliant on the yeah, monitors. What, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it depends on where you're sitting and which sketch it is. But what people don't understand is when you go to see Saturday Night Live, you are not going to a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. It is not laid out for you to be able to absorb it like a polished production, like you would an actual Broadway show with one stage and you're, you know, everyone's lined up to be able to see you at the stage. Mm-hmm. This is basically, you're the peanut gallery and you're watching a production unfold. Right. You're there basically to see how they build the show, how they execute the show, how they move the equipment around, how they stage everything. You're there to absorb the space and, mm-hmm. and the mechanics of it. 
Um, so if people take it on those terms, it's always endlessly fascinating. But there's a lot of people that get into the show and they're like, well, wait, wait a minute, what, what's going on? Like, I, yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of off uh, kitty corner here and I can't see Kate McKinnon in the sketch. I'm going to wig out. Um, right. <laughs> wig out. As, as you do when you don't see Kate McKinnon well, in a sketch. But there's a lot of people that go to the show, not maybe because they're super big SNL fans. It's because maybe it's the host, it's the musical guest or one of the players that they have. Right. Over. Yeah. I want to see BTS. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So a BTS fan gets in there at the far side of the studio. They can't even see the musical stage. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is, sucks. Which is, you know, right next to home side. base. Yeah, yeah, but on the far side. So, mm-hmm. you know, you might not even be able to peek in because it only faces outward. So, right. uh, you know, half the audience is going to be really disappointed because they just they're not a camera. They're not getting the perfect view yeah. of what's unfolding. So they do have monitors to help with that. But for me, at least, I'd rather be watching what's happening rather than just seeing of what's course. coming out on air. Um, it, it's great for someone like me or, you know, like you guys, like right. nerds that would appreciate just all the moving pieces that have to be arranged just like a, a ballet on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for anyone that's going in expecting a Broadway experience, that's just not not what you're, right, you're right. trying to see. And I, I, years and years ago, I went on the NBC tour right. at, at 30 Rockefeller Center. Yep. And I, so I've been in Studio 8H. I haven't been to an SNL taping, but the the studio is much smaller than you yes. would expect. Yeah, I mean it is. They are pressed for space in that in really? that studio. Absolutely, yeah, huh. I mean because it wasn't originally built as like a radio studio. Uh, yeah, for the for the symphony. It, yeah, it's a big cement box. It's it's actually elevated a bit. Like they've got some dampening with some springs or something that the mm-hmm. whole thing is on because the vibrations that the symphony would make in there. So it's a very unique space. Mm-hmm. But it's a long rectangle. It's not. Right. It's not like a. T- it's not like it's the very tension. long and narrow. You don't have like big deep bleachers that go from the ground all the way up in like you know fifty rows or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have a very thin balcony that kind of traverses the whole length of it. Right. Uh, and then you just got what you see on screen, which is like you know. 20, 30 people that are in, you know, moving chairs on the floor. And, and another fun thing is you, you must have seen them remaking the stage for all yeah. the various sketches. You've seen them put the sets up and yeah. down. And the, the best thing about going to a live taping is the commercial breaks. Yeah. Yeah. The sketches are great too. Like it's cool to see like, oh man, that's just a piece of plywood that, you know, they, they do such a masterful job with the sets. Like there's so much to take in, but mm-hmm. the commercial breaks, when the second, you know, the on-air light fades everyone starts scurrying they all know what their next job is cameras mm-hmm. and cranes and everything are being moved in position and you know boom operators and all the rest of it so it's it's just it, it really is like i can only describe it as a ballet it's like right. it's this controlled chaos that in the span of a two or three minute commercial break basically rebuilds the studio for the next 10 minutes of the show um <laughs> that's yeah. amazing it's like a well-oiled machine it, yeah, it, and yeah I, I totally respect the the competency of everyone that they find I, okay. because, I mean it's a live show everybody's got to be working at the top of their game absolutely yeah. absolutely I mean, it's uh, it's it's really incredible to think about. Now, okay, you you saw a lot of crew people. Yes, oh, a just, thing a thing on our show. I was just about to say this. A, a, a quest that we have developed over right. the course of season forty four. Yeah, and I know where you're going. Is with a this, particular so. crew member <laughs> yep. that I happened to spot during one show. I don't even remember what episode it was anymore. Mo- Mohawk McBeardy. Yeah. Yes. Mo- you, you call him Mohawk McBeardy. <laughs> sure. Why not? We like, we call him Mohawk Man. Just yeah. But he has a glorious beard as well. Like, he he wow. does. He the, does. The, the man just understands yeah. male grooming. I I, I, origi- <laughs> I originally refer to him as, as Mohawk stagehand, okay. but then I, I heard from he is not a, a, a friend of a friend oh. that he is, you know, he was likely 
uh, a director or something like well, no, somewhere higher up in the food chain. Uh, I believe he's Kate McKinnon's floor finisher. Now, that, <gasps> that's not the technical name of his position at the show. It'd be right. whatever. So, so he's the guy who comes in last minute on yeah, uh, he, and makes sure Kate McKinnon I, looks yeah, correct. I believe, I believe he's basically Kate McKinnon's quality control. He's the one that's given her her like her you know her bottle of fizzy water during the commercial breaks or something. Nice. Like, he, he's basically there huh. preening her and making sure she's ready. That seems like a good gig. Interesting. You get yeah. to, you get to follow Kate McKinnon around for a couple hours. Yeah. Now, now don't in quote, a non creepy way. Don't quote me on yeah. that because that's just through observation, like right. seeing what he's actually doing on the floor. But I don't know his exact title. But he seemed to be concentrated on Kate. Yeah, he seemed to be doting exclusively on Kate. Okay, I like this. We are finding out more information. Well, I, just, I can just tell you who he is. Oh, what? You can? This, no. this is going to be like... <laughs> I, I, like when, uh, do I want to know? This is like... Uh, I feel like we should. Like do, do you, do you want it, the mystery to end, or do you want to keep this going for another season? You, you have a proper name for, for Mohawk Man. Uh, I do. Now, I mean, like, I don't know if he wants this being broadcast out to the world. You know, okay. You're, you're millions of. Okay. Oh, it's like Capone's vault over here. So, yeah. I mean, so, I, so maybe maybe you should just, like, tell us the name off air, and we'll, we could just put in a bleep or something. Now, will you actually his, put it? Like, no, no, the, no. The, the first name is fine, mm-hmm. but. Let's at least make the listeners maybe dig through the credits or something to, to paste it all. Okay, I like, I like I'll, this. I'll and, and yeah, we don't want to invade his privacy. Yeah. Yeah. We just think he's he looks really cool. Yeah. And we want to know more about him. Sure. I mean, because, you know, he's, he's a dude with a mohawk. He's yeah. got to have stories to tell. He's awesome. Yeah. He's got to be awesome. Did, did, you get to, be awesome. did you get to meet him or talk to him? Uh, no, but I'm aware of him. Okay. <laughs> and who he is. All okay. right. But no, um, All right. I saw him at the after party, but uh, I didn't actually interact with him. I should have <gasps> gone up to him and said, did you realize you're internet famous? <laughs> There's <laughs> these two weirdos out in New Jersey that are really <laughs> They are obsessed <laughs> with you. Well, I mean, uh, if we're going to get his name, I feel like we should have a little fanfare, like do a little drum roll. Like a drum something. roll? All right. Yeah, here we go. So, like, okay, so the name of Mohawk Man is... Awesome Joey. Awesome. That, that is not disappointing in the least. Good. Awesome Joey. Well, no, I mean, I added the awesome. Oh, okay. But, but you can work with Joey and maybe figure it out. I love the idea that, that he's known as Awesome Joey to, around to the set, though. No, I, I just, I've built a No, that's his head. new I, nickname now. Yeah, awesome. my, my, my headcanon says he's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I feel it's warranted without having ever spoken to the guy. I mean, I, yeah. You, you got a mohawk. You're working with Kate McKinnon. You're, you're yeah. getting her water and stuff. But he's, I mean, people, you people on podcasts are talking about you. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's doing something right is yeah that's <laughs> wow there you go you got a first name all right this is take this it and is, run with it if you can figure it out from there all the this better. is more than i was expecting this is we told this is what, you this is what you want in a season finale we told you this is a special sweeps week oh sweeps my week. god oh my god this joey is, mohawk my god this joey is incredible mohawk. there you go this is uh, joey the, mohawk plot, joey plot mohawk. thickens you are you are laser focusing in on the the goal here you're, you're mohawk man is is joey mohawk my god. This, this summer just got off to a great start wow <laughs> you you have made our day we could we could end this podcast right now Success. We're and not even going to talk about the episode. We're done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who Three hours on a train to get out here. Let's just call it. I'll just head out. Sure. Just throw my note but, in the trash. So, so, so you got to you got to watch the dress rehearsal, but you also got to watch the live show. Can you yes. can you talk about that a bit? And yeah, and how that happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and got, then the after party we got. To sure. Talk about yeah. Yeah, so you uh, you actually. As per the name of your podcast, I, you went to an SNL after my, you my, went to two. My long laid plans of mm-hmm. starting a podcast with the sole intention of getting to the after party has been realized. By the way, have, this is a total digression as we do sure. here on the SNL Nerds. Have you seen the Twitter account of the person who was tweeting an avocado 
at SNL every day until he got free tickets. No. I don't know if it's still <laughs> Did there. It work? Did it work? I don't. I don't know. I uh, now that I think of it, I don't think I've seen this that seems Twitter like, account. In that a while. seems like the sort of thing that NBC would not touch in a million years because then you're just asking for everyone to be pounded. Yeah, all that's the time. true. That's true. I see how that could open yeah, up. Yeah, you set a dangerous precedent when you let crazies. Kind but of it was it was annoy so, their way. It was so wonderfully bizarre. I just had to follow him. Well, um, I, I hope uh, he sees all the success in the world. If, <laughs> yeah, if I, he got tickets we, out of it, more power I, to I, I wish him the best. I am rooting for it. I have no idea who's behind that account, but damn it, I am rooting for that man. Yeah. God love him. Or a woman. You know. Yeah, or because women can tweet avocados at SNL yep, too. We're liberated. Right. Totally yeah. equal opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's uh, 2019. But um so 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 you watch the live show. Yes. Tell us about that. Okay, so um a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. I got an incredibly cool surprise from a supporter of our podcast and a supporter of your podcast actually as well. Mm-hmm. He oh. is uh, an SNL super fan nerd in his own right. And yes. he is bonafide. Trust me. I've, I've vetted him. Yes. He, 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 it's, it's not just because of the connection to the show. He, yeah. He is an SNL yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, we, we've, we've actually mentioned his, his name on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. And before, I'm, so I'm about could, to. He's, okay. Okay. He, he, he did me a solid. I'm, I'm yeah. going to give him every, you know, shout out. All right. <laughs> I can possibly uh, muster. Um, so Justin Gardner, the brother of Heidi Gardner, mm-hmm. um, who we are fans of. Yes. Yay. We, Yes. Uh, hey, Justin. Totally stand-up dude. Hey, Justin. Hey, um, Heidi. If you're listening. We don't think you are, but just in case. As an incredibly supportive brother and SNL fan, mm-hmm. uh, he likes to come out to the show. And uh, this last time that he was planning on coming in for the finale, turns out his um, lady friend wasn't going to be able to join him. And so mm-hmm. gears started turning. He thought, well, who could probably put this plus one to good use. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So he gets in touch with Heidi and says, can we vet this guy? Like, can we get him cleared? Is that even, you know, something that that we could even like right. try and sort out I see. and yeah so she asked she got me cleared and so i went as his plus one and uh we got to go in backstage uh mm-hmm. you know behind the studio not like on the floor in the seats mm-hmm. what we did is we um went to heidi's dressing room we watched on the monitors there that is so cool well she's huh. kind of well, her and ego share room so they're kind of you know hovering around in and out and kind of mm-hmm. doing the show right but for the sections of the show where they don't have anything to do they yeah, can come back and mingle. Cool. Now, now we we talked about this a little before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, calling it a dressing room is a bit of a misnomer because they don't actually change in their dressing rooms. Yeah, typically. Well, not not during the live show when they might have guests in there. Because right. The way the show works is um, they they do all of the changes on the floor or discreetly in and around the studio space because they got to do quick changes. They don't have time to be running through hallways to their right. change room. Right. Uh, they need to have um, uh, assistants on hand that can do a quick dress change with them mm-hmm. you know as efficiently as possible so it has to be as close to the studio as, as they can be so that's why the dressing rooms are more of a sitting room and that's why if you're going to bring a guest to the show it's the best place to dump them right so okay. yeah it's yeah it's it's not what you think like a like a powder room like with all the makeup spreads they have a department that does all of that stuff for of course it's, it's not that traditional idea of yeah a dressing yeah room, big mirror with like big light bulbs all around exactly it. so yeah it's more like a green room where you yeah. just wait it's, to go on the show yeah it which... had benches and seats and stuff so it, mm-hmm. it can accommodate a lot more people than a room that small should be able to we were there with uh, Ego's guest and Heidi's guest for them. Oh, yeah. right. mm, very nice. Awesome. So when cool. you were backstage, did you see any uh, showgirls with Abraham Lincoln <laughs> yes. and the llama? I, yes. I, I so wanted to. I so wanted <laughs> oh, to. Oh. Yeah, if, if for whatever reason they'd been there that night, that would have been the ultimate. That's Yeah. Um, that's yeah. the dream. But no, uh, yeah, Abe Lincoln, the uh, the the <laughs> dancing girls, and the llama were not in attendance. Oh, that's Son a shame. Of a, but they, they must I, have been just out of sight. Sure. <laughs> I at least got to walk that infamous hallway. You know, With they, all the pictures of the Passos? Well, they have that everywhere. Like on yeah. the ninth floor when you go in, like where the, the people go for the balcony, there's a hallway with pictures. And then downstairs they have all the staff uh, or like 
like all the cast from and hosts from the entire run of the show on the walls there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, so yes, everything like the the hallways that you see in promos and stuff like that 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 is kind of like the SNL backstage aesthetic. They've they've mm-hmm. got that anywhere that people are going to be walking. They try and make it look a little classier with the black and white photos. Oh, of course, um, nice. So yeah, being back there was cool, but yeah, no no llama. Uh, well, <laughs> I guess the shows are. I guess just watching shows cooler. Right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, there yeah. were there, I guess there, there's okay a few too. other highlights for the night, so I mean, I, I can, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm okay with not getting the llama this time. Next well, time, sure. if he's not there, I'm just uh, Some, <laughs> someday. Even point of this. <laughs> someday, someday. Uh, so you, that's the show. Is there anything else to tell us more about the the show or the, the taping uh, process? Well, uh, well, I mean, I we could dig in as deep as you guys want, but mm-hmm. but I don't I don't know how much our audience wants to get into the nitty gritty. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. of all that stuff. Well. You you also you went to the what you, what you also went to the after party yeah, yeah yes. so, the after so what party. what was that like where was it uh, okay so typically they all just shuttle off in Lincoln Town cars and go to a, a restaurant that mm-hmm. they've kind of you know is it, secured is it, for the is, year. is it the same restaurant or do they vary uh, it no up? they have a few different ones there's there's a few spots around town that I know they've had them in the past and they mm-hmm. just kind of you know, I don't know I, they, I think they just that's that's a sort of a last minute decision I don't think that there's any great you know, planning or, or scheduling okay. to it. I think makes just, sense. Whoever at the show is responsible for that. Just picks it, calls them, gets it booked. And I bet there's uh, an email chain. Yeah. yeah I bet, I bet they're, they're like any office and it's, it's like, cause they, in my, they, in my they, office, there's an, there's, there's a Skype yeah. conversation is like, Oh, where are we going to order lunch today? <laughs> there's a, yeah, yeah, a group text chat or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the people in the know, know where to go mm-hmm. and hopefully all the riffraff. don't. that's the, that's uh-huh. the idea. But, and you finale, were some of the riffraff. Yeah. Well, there was some of the riffraff that just happened to have the right wristband. Right. Um, for the finale, though, they don't do that. What they do, what they've at least been doing for the last several years, is uh, they clear out the ice rink at Rockefeller Plaza. Oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Uh, so it's at the concourse level. There's like a restaurant that buttresses one end of it. Mm-hmm. So they just open it all up, and that's it's normally kind of a pavilion where people eat during the off season too. So right. It's already kind of set up for that. Yeah, it's a New York landmark. There you go. Yeah. But they 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 change it up and uh, redress it. For mm-hmm. the finale, and uh, they have a swanky party in there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And they, yeah, they don't have to go very far. You just go down to yeah, exactly. level. Yeah, so if you're in for the show, then they know how to kind of crowd control you down through the basement and get you into oh, the party. Yeah. Very cool. cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. now, did you did you get to meet any other or many other cast members? Did you hobnob? Did yeah. you mingle? Yeah, I, I mingled you? and hobnob. But the thing there's a there's a couple of things at least about the finale party mm-hmm. um, because it's so big. It's not intimate. It, like they right. got a loud DJ. The music's blaring. Like mm. if you want to talk to someone, you're going to be right up to their face and you're going to be basically shouting at each other. Like, it's not there for conversation. It, it's, right. it's, it's an event. Yeah. And a lot of the people there, they have no business with the cast, so it's not like the cast is going to like go out of their way to, like, let's go over here to the corner and have a big, long conversation. They're just doing, like, meet and greets and just trying to give everyone a couple minutes. But, yeah, yeah so it's you, you, what you're doing is small talk or just congratulating them or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. right, right. I'm not important enough that anyone's really making time for me, but you can just simply right. go up to them and just say, hey, you're uh, doing great work. No one was like, John Murray from SNL After Party Podcast? Surprisingly, a couple people did do that when I explained what? who I was, because we do have hey. some, some listeners at the show. But um, That's cool. But for the most part, uh, you know, I'm the nobody that just won the golden ticket. I know. I, I know my lane. Okay. Yes, when yeah, I'm, of yeah, course, party. of course. Yeah. yeah, I'm not like Lauren. Can I have a moment? <laughs> yeah. I'm one of you now. <laughs> wow, that is that is really really cool. That's far out. So you saw like it was really really cool. So yeah. did you see any like big celebs or like well, anybody can say or yeah? I mean like uh, heading over to the the coffee bar and there's Donald Glover just chatting it up and uh, I'm like well there's Lando he's smooth that's awesome and, nice uh, damn uh, was he wearing the cape I just walked through his marijuana smoke so I mean, it's <laughs> nice like, oh. I, you, you can't help but feel a little bit connected when <laughs> sure sure you're breathing the same <laughs> now I mean Charles Gambino smoke <laughs> yeah no I mean I shouldn't I shouldn't say that but I mean 
mean like his entourage. There was just the there, marijuana there, there, smoke there that was, happened to be in his sure, there, yeah. vicinity. There was a sweet aroma in the air. You did yeah. not know where it originated. <laughs> exactly. We should just say, please All don't sue say, us. We have, have no been money. Med- might have been medicinal. Yeah. yeah. That, that Somebody part, has cataracts or something. That part of the restaurant was just particularly lively for some reason. We'll just leave okay. it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so well, those those kind of moments. There's that's, other people that's there too. Cool. Yeah, I far that's out. Cool. How many of us get to do that? Uh, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's uh, it was a rare privilege, and I, I do count myself very blessed for. I mean, that just doesn't happen. Well, that <laughs> just does yeah, not no, happen. That is for that a little, is so little cool. boy from Windsor, Ontario, realizing yeah. his dream. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's something. To, that's something to tell the kids about. Yeah, well, that is great. Well, that's. Uh, I mean, I could talk to you more about that all day, but maybe we should dive into the actual <laughs> Let's episode. Dive into this, this is going to be a long cast. It is. It is, it is uh, you know, sorry, Frank, but you know, if Frank <laughs> likes this to try and keep it under an hour, which we hardly ever succeed at. No, but, I don't think that's happening tonight. Uh, yeah. It's not happening because we're like 32 minutes in. Holy moly. And, oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I am so sorry, Frank. But <laughs> that's, I mean, look at the content you're getting, the, This people. is the finale. It has to be. This yeah. is the finale. This is our big crossover. If it's supersized. Yeah. Like, people it's, have been waiting for this. It's like the Jeff <laughs> Clapper era of NBC when all the episodes of The Office were 40 yeah, minutes. There for you go. This is like when the, some weird reason. It's like when Gilligan's Island had the Harlem Globetrotters. Exactly. Exactly. Just like that. Exactly. Just like that. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway. So we're going to dive in. Let's dive um, into this. Uh, once again, the, the episode, in case you've forgotten by this point. Oh, right. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd and DJ Khalid. Yeah. Um, this, this, by he, the way. He prefers Khalid. 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 Yeah. Uh, God, I, I was getting that right most of the time, and then I screwed that up. No, because there is that um, R&B singer named Khalid. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting he, them mixed up. He, this is Khalid. It's, um, it's a whole this, thing. this, by the way, just as a little bit of SNL trivia, this is Paul Rudd's fourth time hosting the show, not mm-hmm. counting cameos he's done in sketches. Uh, he first hosted in 2008 and he last hosted in uh december 7th 2013 wow i'm surprised they didn't so. mention that but maybe that's because like uh emma emma, emma stone, stone mentioned that that was her fourth time that he didn't, he didn't want to repeat that, yeah I'm guessing. yeah yeah he had a, he so. had his own gimmick for the monologue no need to yeah yeah that's true so um so uh, let's so let's dive in we had we had the cold open cold open with uh alec baldwin as trump yeah uh, he's singing queens don't stop me now as right. don't stop us now with and and as snl t- has tended to do the last couple of years they they do a big extravaganza yeah. for the trump administration because who knows what the hell is going to happen exactly. over the summer yeah. they want to leave because, it open-ended a bit of a cliffhanger yeah. yeah because i mean we're living in a hellscape week to week <laughs> yes um, <laughs> every who day knows how that's going to end every um, day is a new nightmare. Uh, so we, we had we had all the all stars. We had uh, Cicely Strong as Melania. We had Beck as Mike Pence. We had Adi as Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Chris Red as Kanye. Keenan as Clarence Thomas. Kate McKinnon as Giuliani slash Gollum. <laughs> uh, Alex Moffat, Mikey, Mikey Day as Eric and Donald Jr. And uh, Robert De Niro and his cue cards as Robert Mueller. Yeah, Kate wasn't actually uh, Giuliani. She, she was wasn't. The, she was the old Attorney General guy. The one, oh. the one who um, oh. who steals oh. genitalia from homeless guys. Remember? Oh, okay. You remember we're, that other? Quote? We're we're officially reaching the point where Kate is playing so many men <laughs> yeah. in the Trump administration. <laughs> They're, all They're all bald and wrinkly. And I thought for sure that was Giuliani. I thought no, so too. I, I, no, no, I, I didn't correct you because because every week they're bringing her out as a new. Yeah. Uh, it's, Trump it's the guy other guy, but she's she's only played him a, a few times, and it's usually very fleeting. So I can okay. understand the confusion. Well, thank you for that correction, wow. sir. That's why we um, have. But it, but her whole point was the guitar solo, so it doesn't even. Matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who they exactly. put her in? Yeah. She's so so what did what did you think of this, John? I liked it. Because, like you said, for the finale, they got to change the tone a little bit. They want to have yeah. something that's more of um, – it's just meant to be kind of a crescendo to highlight 
their sort of the the political caricature that they developed throughout the year. So that's why you get everybody in this kind of you know, mm-hmm. big group yeah. thing. They did something very similar last year, and I remember uh, it, got, yeah. it got cut down a fair bit. But it was a, a parade of all of their political impressions in a musical mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're they're just they, they always want to have something that's a little bit more sentimental for the the end of the year. And so doing something musical and giving everyone just a couple key moments to highlight their their characters. I don't know worldview. Yeah, I thought I thought that worked. Oh. It, it, it isn't the typical you know just news recap if you've got Trump at a desk. So I like that. It was, yeah, it wasn't that yeah cold open. And and they're using Alec Baldwin as Donald Trump much more sparingly now. Yes. Yeah, I mean I think that's that's what he wants, right? I think he, he wants to like back away from it because he's I guess. Just impersonating Donald Trump wears on you. Sure. Just his essence just brings yeah. you down a bit. I mean, well, I mean, because the simple truth is, I mean, it, I'm sure everybody involved thought we'll have Trump or we'll have Four Baldwin play they, Trump yeah. in, in the lead up to the election. It'll be a fun little stunt casting. And yeah. here we are two and a half years later and it won't die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It won't die. <laughs> yeah. It's this Faustian bargain he made. Yeah. Um, it's it's really strange. Yeah. He kind of painted himself in a corner, but they have been smart to dial it back and only do it kind of once per run. He's had mm-hmm. about, you know, a half a dozen to eight, I think, appearances this yeah, year. That sounds about uh, right. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Which, it, yeah, yeah it, it, it gives him a chance to do the latest Trump news without that being every single week, which during right. the election cycle, it was Trump every single week. So yeah. I think they realized you needed to vary it up a bit. And it, to it, their credit, they did. Yeah, yeah. and it, quite honestly, it, it gets exhausting. I mean, yeah, that's, it it's just a lot of Trump. Trump, Trump just isn't funny, so it's it's almost an impossible task for Alec Baldwin to be popular in the role. Like, people don't want to see that face. So even if yeah. it's a comedian doing it, trying to do it comedically, it's still, yeah, it, it still has a lot of baggage on it at this point. So yeah, less is more with, with yeah, Trump. But yeah. this, this I can take. If, if they're going to try and mix it up and do something fun and silly with a song, I'll, I'll get on board with that. Yeah, yeah, and it, got, it gets the show off to a big start. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So next we had uh, Paul Rudd's monologue. Yeah. Uh, so he talked about how this was hands down the most anticipated finale of the weekend. Um, <laughs> Our fellow nerds know that's not true. That's true. Um, and he, he said uh, a good SNL monologue should be funny and uh, heartfelt, you know, like like a best man speech at a wedding. So he, right. he delivered his monologue in that format. Um, yeah, and, I thought this worked. I like one joke I, I liked he had. He said, uh, you know, like, because he, like you said, he uh, hosted a show like back in 2008. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, I hadn't done a Marvel movie yet, so I was still Treating people pretty well. <laughs> yes. So I was like, oh, I dug yes. that's a little dig. Yeah. I like it. And uh, uh, talking about how he used to make out with yeah, SNL. Yeah, because they had that it, recurring sketch where he just make out. Like, the, the, the Vogel Chucks. The yeah. Vogel Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, those sketches were oof. <laughs> John, John, what did this uh, uh, mean uh, to you? This worked. It, yeah. it, it, it was a fun idea to underpin the monologue. Mm-hmm. And he just has a, a charisma and a way about being able to deliver those kind of lines that you, right. you eat it up. Like he's just, yeah. he is a very fun presence yeah. that way. His, we, we love Paul Rudd. Yeah. He's like a big, podcast. like a golden retriever. Yep. You just, yeah, you just want to hug him. You just, yeah. you and, just get lost in his eyes. And yeah. genuinely, <laughs> whoa, gen- why are you staring at me like that? <laughs> no, no, no reason. I mean, just you okay. Know. Paul Rudd's not here, so I'm just going to uh, the uh, next most handsome man in the room. Oh, uh, oh, I thank you. <laughs> Sorry, this, John. This little back and forth stick—it's really, yeah, really, it's, really riveting to yeah, watch. It's, a lot of yeah. will they, won't they? <laughs> and cut the sexual tension of the night. We're the, we're the Sam and Diane of our day. <laughs> I'm just about or to of say the podcast, at least. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And. But yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as uh, monologues go, there was, was there was pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. He, he has good comedic timing. He yeah. can sell pretty much any material, and this was genuinely funny. Like they yeah. they were able to find uh, a good angle on it. it was I, th- there was another throwaway line that I really liked, where he talked about how when SNL first started in 1975, he he, like he, he was yeah. thirty, yeah, yeah. and you know yeah. that's a great joke about 
Paul Rudd yeah. being his, his, his boyish looks that never By the way, someone do a, 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 an adaptation of Picture of Dorian Gray with Paul Rudd? I mean, it's a sure. no-brainer. Sure. It's a no-brainer, Who Hollywood. Get? get on that. He can't be 50. That's just insane. It is insane. That is insanely insane. It is insane. insane. I'm 46. I look 10 years older than that man. I wasn't going to say anything, but I'm glad you No, that. it's accurate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's accurate. So, uh, uh, next sketch was uh, the Miss Rafferty sketch. Mrs. Rafferty. Yeah, we're going back to Alien Encounter. Or this time, whatever. This was time, time travel. A journey time through time. Yes, yes. Yes. Is, uh, so, yeah, Mrs. Rafferty, if uh, she's sort of a trailer park uh, denizen. Yes. Who, Ooh, who big has, word. Yes. Well, that was my word of the day in the calendar. <laughs> well, right. um, who, who has all sorts of weird adventures where she always ends up pantless yes, somehow. And her cooter and her tutor. Her Hanging cooter and her tutor. Her and, but yeah, so I mean, they've done it before. They did it with uh, Leah Shriver and um, uh, Ryan Reynolds twice, I believe. And uh, uh, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling, Ryan, yeah. Ryan Reynolds, sorry, Ryan got the other Ryan mm-hmm. <laughs> from Canada, but yeah, yeah, Ryan Gosling did it twice, and like he broke. T- I'm surprised, like Paul Rudd didn't break, even though there was this one part where like Kate is like literally like straddling him and humping yeah. his head or his shoulder, yeah, yeah. And, and he kept you know. it together. Rudd's a pro, man. Rudd's a pro. Rudd's a pro. Yeah, but I mean, as far as sketches go, I, th- I thought it was okay. I mean, I, I, I feel like it is like kind of the sketch is kind of getting a little played out a little bit yeah i mean i still mm. like that i still laugh but i was like I mean, have they done this maybe one or two too many times or how do you what do you think john what do you say uh, it's possible but to their credit they only trotted out typically about once a season we did we have seen it twice this season but yeah. if we look at how long she's been doing it it, it averages out maybe I, maybe once or twice a season which is okay like that's not yeah they're not beating into the ground week over week kind of a thing and when they bring it back it seems like they wait long enough that they have a new storyline for which makes it a little easier mm-hmm. to insert some fresh material okay. so I, I think this one got over um, yeah. I don't think it's tops right like there have been a few classic ones where there was some fun break or whatever it just mm-hmm. there were some that seemed to cut above this still seemed worthwhile because it's a strong character it's a crowd pleaser it's a great way because it's so goofy and easy to get on board with how just ridiculous the character is especially like you know when she's accosting the host uh it, it's rousing as a first sketch out of the gate so mm-hmm. it served its purpose and yeah uh, i don't know I, I thought it was passable if not fresh yeah right. yeah yeah i i liked it and i i enjoyed the rotten tomatoes terminology okay. that you brought oh, in yeah you, so, you slipped that right so, in passable if not fresh, <laughs> if not fresh. Um, i i did like they had a little runner throughout the sketch where uh paul rudd was just keeps bringing up showtime because he just yeah. got three yeah, three, three months of showtime yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I think but i think they did and, that with the other guys too did they i didn't like ryan gosling keep mentioning his hat like oh they get you guys thanks for giving me this sweet ass hat Gosh, I yeah, remember they, that all at the all. characters had a little bit of color, like yeah, some yeah, sort of yeah, yeah, just trailer park mentality that they're yeah, playing. Yeah, this yeah. time it's all about the. Uh, you know, yeah, there was there were a few good lines. Uh, you know, I did like uh, Kate saying, "Hey, you know, I don't normally go for girls, but if nothing else is open, I'll eat at a Taco Bell." <laughs> all right, I remember and, that. Uh, <laughs> and the audience was like, "Whoa!" And and I always love the euphemisms they come up because Mrs. Rafferty invariably loses her pants. Yes. And this this week we had my my clam casino and bean burrito were. <laughs> Out for the world oh, to see. I don't remember that. Oh. Yeah, that was towards the end of the sketch oh. when she <laughs> ended up at the bar mitzvah. Yeah. That is so. yeah. that is graphic. <laughs> yeah, those uh, but, those still play. Those are. I, I'm amazed that they've come up with so many euphemisms. Now they yeah. so many times, but they all they always land. God bless those writers for keep they come up with so many euphemisms for genitalia. Mm-hmm. Clam casino. Clam casino. Wow. Use it in your everyday life. People. Kudos to you guys. <laughs> Kudos to the writers on that so, one. Uh, what do we have next? Uh, Game of Thrones rap. Oh. Mr. Pete Davidson rapping about Game of Thrones and then um, halfway through his rap it comes out that he doesn't really watch Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. 
but he feels like he has to rap about it because everybody watches Game of Thrones. Right. So, and then I think Keenan comes out and says, you don't have to rap about Game of Thrones if you don't watch it. Rap about what you actually watch. And then he ends up rapping about uh, Grace and Frankie on Netflix. Yes. Which, uh, that was an interesting twist. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. What, what did you think, John? I think I would have liked it more if I watched the actual show. Um, Game of Thrones either, or well, Grace and either, Frankie? Either. Grace, okay. Grace and Frankie in particular, because uh-huh. you know the, the whole back half of that music video was all these deep references. To yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you haven't watched it, you don't know who's hooking up with who. I, and, I you have, know, all that stuff that they reference, it just goes over my head. So. Yeah. I, Fun premise, but it, mm-hmm. it just wasn't it wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I hear you. Okay. I, I, yeah, I haven't watched Grace and Frankie. We've also established that Darren and I have not watched Game of Thrones. Yeah, we're, we're totally out the loop. Um. Well, I'll talk about Barry, though. I love Barry. Yeah, yeah. Grace and Frankie, I know. I believe the basic premise is that, that Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda, they're two women whose whose husbands have they've realized left. they're gay and they've left their yeah. wives for each other. Yes. So, And then it's the friendship that develops between them. Right. Okay. So, and That's they, more than I knew about the show. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. And they've gotten like five seasons out of it, which is amazing yeah. for a Netflix show. A lot of people say it's very good. I, so. I, I will watch it. I just haven't watched it yet. But, I mean, as far as the sketch goes, I, I did like the part where... Uh, have DJ Khaled come in once in a while <laughs> saying, you know, Grace, like doing his little hype man thing. Right, right. Grace and Frankly, Frankie, it's, it's a good, sh- <laughs> frankly, <laughs> Grace and Frankie, it's a good show. Yeah, he says it so like sincere, like I couldn't come up with any more clever rhyme for this. So right, just, just right. to tell you how yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it had its moments. It was fun. I just, if I knew anything about the shows, then it yeah. probably would have hit a lot harder. But I, I still like it when they take something that is supposedly like hardcore and intense and then they insert something really milk toast into it. That's yeah. Like, that's just a fun way to mess up a it's, sketch. It's a great juxtaposition. And and we had uh, cameos from Lily Tomlin and yep. Jane Fonda. Yeah, which yeah. Is yeah. Fun. Oh, and Paul Rudd. See, I wasn't sure yeah. if that was footage that they specifically did for SNL for the part. Or well, they were wearing like uh, we love Pete t-shirts oh okay so, so that, uh, that went over my head oh yeah did yeah. you you weren't able to see that well on, the first time through i was watching it on the on the lcd monitor uh-huh. in the studio so that's far enough away that you might not be able to make out the t-shirts and then the second yep. time is the lcd monitor in the in the dressing room yeah and so maybe i was chatting with someone or something like okay that. but it's it's not like a focused rewatch where it's like your whole of course uh, all your attentions on it so yeah, yeah yeah i don't remember exactly what the t-shirt said but they were yeah like I, some themed I think Lady Tomlin once said like, Pete can get it or something like that. Yeah. Like, okay, so it, it's so. you know it's fresh footage. It's not even yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing. Absolutely. I th- yeah. what I thought was maybe they just the the, the graphics department just put that on the shirts. Uh, it didn't look like no. it. Yeah, it looks like they've taped it yeah, and yeah, yeah. sent it over. It didn't look like it. Uh, next, we have totally uncharted territory for SNL, a game show sketch. What? I know. <laughs> have they ever done this? I don't think so. Huh. Let me check the internet. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> That's the sound of the internet. Yeah, no results found. So uh, Page yeah. not found, 404. All right. <laughs> this, this was a game show called What's Wrong with This Picture? With uh, Keenan as the host, uh, Elliot Pants, <laughs> and... Uh, Pants. Stupid contestants uh, played by uh, who was it? It was Paul Rudd, Pete Davidson, and eighty. And eighty, yes. Right. And uh, the joke here was, well, they can't see what's obviously wrong with the picture. Yeah. And not only can they not see what's wrong with the picture, they impose their own crazy on the picture. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, they, mm-hmm. they see everything but the mistake. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they have two kids on a swing set, and Pete <laughs> Davidson guesses. Oh, they're, uh, what's wrong with this picture? They're siblings who know they shouldn't have kissed. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> and their, their guesses just keep getting more and more outlandish. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this just kind of reminded me of, like, those focus group sketches they did, like the one with Rachel Brosnahan and uh, the one with Donald Glover, where they're doing, like, mm-hmm. the Barbie doll, and even the one with... Uh, 
was it James McAvoy? Oh, where right, like right. they were just asking him questions, and like oh, just these three people coming up with these weird, outlandish answers. Right. They had mm-hmm. that sort of tone yeah, to the, it. The game is you're trying to extract something of value from the idiots in the scene, yeah, and you right. just never get the results you want. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, now that I think of it, it's even kind of similar to the the Mister Wizard sketch that uh, yes, the kids, Sam Rockwell the did. Kids can't perform. Oh yeah. Where, where Sam Rockwell dropped the f bomb. Yeah. Just, yeah. You can't be this effing stupid. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Yipes! Which, uh, yeah, this is this was fun. I enjoyed sure. this. It wasn't uh, a classic for the ages, but I I thought it was solid. Perfectly fine. Yep. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I love that they don't reuse their game show premises too much. Mm-hmm. Like they, they do a whole lot of Family Feud, Celebrity Edition. Uh, yes. that, that that's in its own league. But yeah. for these one offs, it's nice that it, it they it's not uh, whatever match game or whatever. They used yeah. to really sometimes right. drive their game shows into the ground. They don't do that so much. So that's true. I, I will that, give it marks for that. that. Is true. And I, God bless the poor set designers who have to design yes. a new game shows. <laughs> Can we just reuse this one? No. Every <laughs> like every other week, it seems like. Uh-huh. Um, so next next we had our musical segment. Yeah, with, DJ Khaled. He DJ he the Khaled. best with uh, a, a legion of superstars. Oh my God. coming well, on with him. Yeah, I mean just because DJ Khaled doesn't really he's not a rapper, but right. he always like has people. He brings out other rappers and he just kind of does a little hype man thing. Be like, mm-hmm. oh, he's the best and. He just says his catchphrases over and over again. Yeah. So. so, so I tried to list everybody. I think I probably missed some names. We, uh, we, we had Little Wayne, Little Sean, yeah, Jeremiah, uh, a lot of little uh, Meek Mill. Yeah, I think he was in the second half. Oh yeah, you're right. He was in. The, okay, I have uh, Meek Millie. I'm not sure if that's right. No, Meek Mills. That's the same good dude. Yeah, okay. Uh, SZA was in the second part. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Legend, I believe, was in the second yeah, part. Yeah, he was in the second part. And Little Baby. Little, I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know who that was. Tiger hair. Little baby's tiger hair? Little baby okay. tiger. Are, nice. you make, are you making... Is that no, no, real? Well, you know the one performer that came <laughs> oh, out that oh, has okay. like the orange yes. stripes? That was Little Baby, right? That was Little Baby, I believe, okay. yes. Oh, I thought his name was Little Baby Tiger Hair. No, but that, like, that, that would be adorable. <laughs> Dude, you could have just said that and be like, all right, I guess it's some new rapper named Little Baby Tiger Hair. It totally tracks as a rap name. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, there were so many guest musicians in these segments, I, I thought that I might have been one of them. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly not sure. But, oh, I and mean, uh, Big Sean... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jay Blevin, I believe. Mm-hmm. God, we sound so old. <laughs> and yeah, I think that, that was it. I've said to Darren before that this podcast is just going to be a document of of us gradually losing touch yes. with all the mainstream popular yeah, culture. A chronicle of the world passing you by. It, it really is. Why it don't really you is. guys have on the mamas and the poppies <laughs> or whatever? Uh, so, I mean, this was this was good. It was like lots of energy. Yeah. I mean, it's not my personal thing, but. Yeah, I mean, as, I mean, as far as hip hop goes, I'm kind of mm-hmm. more like an old school hip hop guy. Like, I could talk about '90s hip hop all the all the live long day, mm-hmm. but like the modern, the new age, these new these new kids, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, whatever. So, but uh, yeah, I thought it was okay. It was just definitely a lot of high energy. Uh, I actually liked how in the second performance there was like a sort of a tribute to Nipsey Hussle who passed away, who was gunned mm-hmm. down a couple months ago. I thought that was pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, there was like a medley of different songs, and um, yeah, it seemed to be the audience seemed to be hyped for it. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. So I am so far out of my depth on this one. Uh, are, you, so. are you not DJ Khaled? Uh, he I, the best. I wouldn't have known who he was. I'm I'm amazed we talked about it this much. Quite frankly, yeah. <laughs> so. I, I can say, uh, like in this kind of situation, all I can do is just. Say was it catchy? Like that's my yeah. only definer. <laughs> exactly. And I thought the second song was catchy. To be perfectly yeah. honest, like that that was a lot of fun. Even though you know they had a, a, a solemn tribute portion of it, mm-hmm. it just melodically, you know, it was connected yeah. with me a little yeah. bit more in the first one. So, as a you know nerdy out of touch white guy who has no idea what DJ Khaled and friends mm-hmm. are all about, mm-hmm. I'll say hey, it was catchy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. I mean, DJ Khaled, I think he's he's kind of like a Sean Diddy Comer. He's not like a performer really. He's like more of a producer. Yeah, yeah. And he makes beats and then he just kind of talks over. 
his friends rapping. Sure. And saying his catchphrase. Yeah. So Bas- basically, as long as it's not Greta Van Fleet, I'm happy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you just, guys weren't so hot on that. You're either. still, you still, the rage still burns it's bright just, within I, you. I, yeah, I, they were not good. I didn't even bring up Greta Van Fleet. You brought it up. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. You upset I know. yourself. I did. The I pain, did. The pain is real. It is. Wow. Hey, gang. Did you know that our show is made possible solely by the support of listeners like you? It's true. And in order to keep our cast going for next season, we need to reach our funding goal of 100 Patreon supporters. We've still got a ways to go, so if you want to offer your support, now is definitely the time to head over to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash SNL podcast. If you do, you'll get exclusive patron-only rewards, including our members-only podcast feed that provides early access to extended cuts of each new episode that contain upwards of 20 minutes of additional discussion. If you're enjoying our show and you want us to stick around for season 45, then please head over to patreon.com forward slash SNL podcast. Come on board. And before we jump back into the cast, I want to thank some of our newest patrons, Robert Blankenship from Roanoke, Virginia, and Carissa Eubank from Phoenix, Arizona. Robert and Carissa, thank you so much for your support. And now back to the show. So next, yeah. next we had uh, weekend update. Weekend update. I thought this was probably the, one of the stronger parts of the night. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I thought it was, thought it was good. John, what did you think? Um, I wasn't paying too much attention during the live show, just because mm-hmm. we had some conversation going on about DJ Khaled at that point, because Ego's right. guests had some opinions. Oh, okay. We <laughs> oh, all right. But all right. anyways. Positive, negative? Uh, positive. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought they were like trash. All right. No, no, but they, it's just uh, just listening to them kind of be more excited. About, sure, sure. Uh, don't get me wrong, them. Uh, th- there isn't... <laughs> What do you mean, there was, them? There was, there, there was a slight. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there, there I'm was, sorry. I'm with you. <laughs> there was a slight ethnic variation between Heidi's guests All right. and Echo's guests. Okay. And You're right, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so any, anyways, whereas maybe Heidi's guests didn't have as much to contribute to that conversation, I was gleaning that they were excited when some of the performers were coming out, and okay. I yeah. was happy to see that, and they were trying to explain right. why I should be excited, too. Yeah. And um, just went all. And you're ahead. nodding politely yeah, in, well, in, in, a, in your nice white boy Canadian they, way. They were, <laughs> they were genuinely trying to give me something worthwhile to offer right, when we talked right. on the cast, and uh, I, I couldn't retain any of this. Right. Anyways, um, I probably it, would have been the same way. It, I've been it, like, all right. It played very well. And they would have been so much more disappointed in you, yeah. Darren. It's like, I'm just waiting for Heavy D and the boys to come out or something like that. Something I can glom onto. This is what. Well, yeah. Weekend update. Yeah. Um, so um, the dress rehearsal version, mm-hmm. super sloppy, but that's okay because that's part of dress rehearsal, especially with weekend right. update because they're still working out the material and there's a lot of tightening that happens with their jokes and, sure. and just, um, them giving having a second run at just figuring out the right delivery and how to sting the you know the punchline mm-hmm. and everything. So um, Joseph and Che were sloppy but despite that the material was so good especially the hey let's give each other jokes and oh yeah you were there uh-huh, for th- uh-huh. yeah so um because the material was good you could mm-hmm. cut through all the the sloppiness and still see that oh this is going to be a good weekend now so, now with the bit where they they switch jokes which i i enjoy it when they do this yeah, um, yeah me too were there any different jokes in the dress uh it's it's a bit like, yeah you, you have to understand that this is not actually what's happening on right TV. Okay. that's kind of what i figured um, but what they do is they have all the jokes they do it during dress then they try to change it up enough that that it'll help makes the energy good for the live show too. Because so you have a more spontaneous reaction. Exactly, because if, more it was genuine. All, if it was all exactly the same material, then they wouldn't really be able to do it justice on the live show. So of there course. is still a little bit of mystery and a little bit of surprise involved, but mm-hmm. no, the, the bit itself with slightly different material did happen in dress. Okay, okay. But still fun. When they do it in dress and they have to be a little bit more spontaneous and, and have more genuine reactions, it at least helps them to kind of remember how the, the part should flow so that they can sort of reproduce that performance. 
went and streamed mm-hmm. the live show. So it's neat to see when it's a, a little bit more edgy and real mm-hmm. in dress, but they're good enough performers that they're able to keep that. Even though yeah. you know that it isn't real if you've seen the dress rehearsal, it still plays really, really well. So it gave you a greater appreciation for, for, for the, the performance ability. Yeah, for absolutely. The yeah, because they're, they're genuinely put off and, and mm-hmm. genuinely looking like they've just been, you know, <laughs> gut punched or whatever, oh, wow. having to deliver this on air. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's fun. It, it works. It's great. So just knowing that that was in there, I knew that Joseph and Jay were going to have a good week. Yeah, I've, I've always gotten a kick out of it when they did the switching yeah, jokes because yeah. it's basically the, the two of them trying to sabotage you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's such a strong and premise. Like, like Jay trying to get Joseph to say something super racist. Right, right. Uh, well, and, I mean, do you want to talk about that first or do you want to talk about the... Uh, well, we're talking Cecily's about that, strong. so we may as right. well go on and then we'll back up and we'll, talk, we'll talk cover Cecily. Cecily's... Oh, all right. <laughs> the way you said it, I was like, oh. <laughs> all right, but uh, yeah, yeah. So. I didn't mean it that way. Uh, did you? Didn't you? <laughs> Only a subtext. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> all right, but yeah, yeah. So um, so the, this one segment, I thought it was the strongest segment of the night. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's basically where Chosten, Jostin Che, you know, give or, each other. Or Chosten J. Chosten J. They basically, like, give each other jokes to say on air. Right. And, of course, the trick is, like, you know, they're kind of giving other jokes that they haven't read or they say they haven't read up until now. Mm-hmm. They give each other jokes that's, like, kind of sort of sabotage them into saying something wildly inappropriate yes. for all to hear. A and joke that maybe Che could deliver, Jost has no business delivering. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like, yeah, the jokes, this was, this is just above and beyond. Yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> they were all solid jokes. I, uh, I rewatched I think, it. Did you, did you write them down? Yeah, I, I wrote, I wrote them down. We, we had, uh, there was a track star who was nicknamed White Lightning. He, he ran uh, whatever distance it was in 9.9 <laughs> yeah. seconds and, yeah. and Joe says I am also nicknamed White Lightning because I finish in under 10 seconds yeah zing zingaroo um. <laughs> and then Che joke afterwards I thought yeah. was interesting too where like Che basically said so um it's been found out that, do- that there's a dog disease that can be passed on to humans and then he says, fine, I'll wear a condom. <laughs> that was and a great I, joke. Part of me thought that was like maybe a nod to that whole dust up he got into with the Upper Rocks writer. Oh, you know, that nah. didn't even occur was, to me. I was like, is that, a, is, is that like nah. a little wink or no? No, nah, I, th- I, think, I think that's right. just a good old fashioned dog effing joke. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like mom used to make. Just good, clean fun. Uh, All right. next, I, thought, I thought maybe they were doing like a little sly thing. but mm. uh, Next we had uh, a joke that I think, I think Darren should read. Um, <laughs> So this, I don't want to get letters. I was wondering if you're gonna. Re- yeah. So uh, Joe says this joke saying uh, that there were people who are moving into formerly wild areas of Africa, and because of that, the humans are disrupting the chimpanzee culture, and you know, which is what my grandpa calls hip hop. Yes. And the audience was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Even yeah. I, I mean, I don't get you, offended. You felt the recoil through yes. the broadcast. And even after <laughs> Joe said that, he was like, "Why? Why did you? Why?" Uh, next, we had the uh, the Catholic Church is tackling the clergy sex abuse <laughs> scandal head on instead of their usual position of face down, ass up. Um, uh, and again, the audience was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah. And then, um, do you want to say the last one? I can say the last one. Or you John, can? would you like to read the last one? Oh, except I don't have notes. Oh yeah, oh, well, I absolutely will. We, we had. So okay. uh, there was a substitute teacher who resigned after telling uh, her students that MLK right. killed himself. But in her defense, he is the one who decided to keep running his mouth. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And look, and it, Jost was like, after I said, like, dude, you're going to get me murdered. Uh, like, Jost was horrified by the graphic, yeah, <laughs> which was right. just a shot of Martin Luther King. And I think the caption said something about suicide. Yeah, like, as and, soon as I saw that picture was, of MLK behind him, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be good. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm not like, I don't get offended easily. I don't get shocked easily. That last joke, I was like, oh, whoa. And it was like, that took me aback. 
Like, but, I clutch my pearls. Uh, but I also love this bit because it's one of the few times you, you really see the friendship between Jost and Shay. Yeah, very much so. I mean, you can you can yeah. see they're, they're buddies. They enjoy yep. busting each other's chops. And Good I repartee. Think it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's where they show the most chemistry, yep. I think. Yep, yep, yep. Absolutely. So. Uh, so, all right, so going back, um, so one of the, the first one of the first people on uh, Weekend Update was uh, Janine Pyro, play, played by as played by Cecily Strong. Yes, mm-hmm. I've yeah, heard she I plays said, that character. I've said that right. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, yeah, I mean, she does this character really well. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. Janine Pyro that well, but I, I get a sense of how she could be just from this impression. I really only know her through SNL because yep. I'm not a Fox News watcher. Oh. So... Yeah. yeah, we don't even have Fox News, so I'm even more in the dark. Oh my God, you live in a paradise! Oh my God, yeah. wow! I get to go back there tomorrow. Oh, yeah. you lucky son of a no, bitch! No Fox, free yeah. week. Uh, <laughs> care. My God. Yeah, I mean, so basically, uh, uh, Janine Pyro, uh, she lost twenty percent of her advertisers after comments she made about a Muslim congresswoman. So she's doing all sorts of yeah. racist uh, type behavior, as Fox um, people are want to do, mm-hmm. as as they have been known to do. Yeah, and uh, here she's she's just doing. Last time she Cecily came on update, she was doing the out of the chair flops. Yeah, yeah. This time she's doing spit takes right onto Colin, right into his face. We're yeah, take the most juvenile humor, and we're just going to go to eleven. With yeah, it. and yes. then, and he try, he tries to avoid the spit take, and like he he waits until she swallows her drink, and then Che gets her another one. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, oh yeah, and then Cecily no- says, like, "Oh, thank you, Keenan." Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> there's, there's nothing um, Colin can do to avoid the repeated. Yeah, and he yeah. like holds her arm at the end, and she like just pulls out another drink yep, and yep. throws it at him. Yeah, and he's just breaking, uh, just and, laughing hysterically. And it's so I mean, it's a secret to a great weekend update. You pour drinks on Colin. That's yep. that's all you need. That's it. It's a, a winning formula. If they did that every week, I would be there for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he got so cracked up at the end that uh, Cecily didn't have her exit line. And so yeah. she actually said to him, say my outro. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was just stuck there. She yeah. had no other dialogue. Just end this. And he's, and he's just like s- spattered with all this liquid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even Che has got some water on him. Yeah, too. he got, he got some it. of the backlash. That was yeah. a serious spit take. She didn't hold back. Yeah. That was, I mean. It was just as messy in dress. Like, I, it I, played oh. out pretty much exactly. And Cecily was on top of the performance. But I, I love that she goes 110%. 110 percent on this stuff and yeah. uh, she's a strong performer she's one of my favorites you know no pun intended absolutely, yeah. absolutely. and yeah. oh god i hope she doesn't leave i don't so. i mean we'll talk we could talk about that on our uh wrap up yeah there, there's, but yeah there's there's some rumors she might be leaving but, really Ooh, which boy. which we hope not but Ooh. or speculation or whatever right. uh, and uh lastly on on weekend update we had leslie uh, jones leslie jones coming on it's talking just, about the new alabama abortion law yeah just she was dressed up in a handmaid's tales outfit mm-hmm and just talking about how, you know, just basically d- dressing down all the men that voted in this horrible, horrible law. Yeah, yeah. She got very sincere at the end. Yeah, very much um, so. I mean, it was just pretty much a straightforward... Yeah, no, this this was commentary wrapped in yeah. humor, not the other way around. Yeah, yes, so, that's a good way uh, to put it. Yeah, so she, she didn't hold back. She, uh, she yeah, got yeah. a little bit poignant there at the end. In yeah, no, yeah. I, how, how do we feel, though, as comedy? That's that's the big question. I, I, I have mixed feelings about it as comedy because, you know, we had such a high point. We had a couple high points with the comedy getting sprayed yeah. with the water and the the back and forth of the jokes. Right. I thought those were both just such great high notes. Um, yeah, this was this brought it down a little bit. But where else would you do it? You wouldn't have a, like a big serious moment and then go back to hey comedy. Right, right. Yeah, I guess you're so, right. So yeah, I don't know how else they could have done it. Yeah, no, quite and, frankly, and she handled it pretty well. Like yeah. she couched it in funny jokes, and she was able to. Uh, make a good point and then follow it up with something playful to kind of wind it back and, and put yeah. the audience at ease again and then hit him with another point. So it was smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and and 
it's it's valuable to have on the show. Obviously, the writers felt that this was an important enough thing, or at least yeah. Leslie, because she d- generates her own material. So mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. Ob- and she had allies at the show. A lot of people that felt this was really important. So yeah, yeah. Uh, when they have something that they really feel they need to say, and they can try and find some reasonably comedic way to present it, I'll, I'll give them high marks for uh, the attempt. Yeah. Uh, for me, obviously, the, this isn't the type of comedy that I think brings the show up because it is serious and you, it's hard to mm-hmm. divorce yourself from the actual social message in it. But still, I, yeah. think, I think it was an admirable try to make it both though. At right. the end of it, you're not laughing. You're being like, Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 She's fired up. I, this is a big deal for her. Yeah. I mean, I, a little of that goes a long way for, for yeah. me because I, I don't like it when the balance of the show tips way over to sentimental. I right. just, I, sure. I much prefer it to be funny right, right. at, not all times, but at least most times. Yeah, like kind of so. like when uh, I mean that now controversial. Like uh, when they when uh, they opened with uh, Kate McKinnon with the playing yeah, after Hillary. Yeah, yeah. That was I like, thought that was a bit much personally. I, yeah, I go with. I agree with it's you. a tough line to walk. And yeah. they only really do these sort of things when they feel it's important enough that it warrants maybe shifting the energy in the show because the the message is just yeah necessary. So uh, I respect how impassioned the piece is. No, absolutely. Even yeah, if absolutely. It's not obviously the best comedy. And yeah. you know, I mean, for the record, I pretty much agree with everything. Yeah, no, absolutely. There, so. Yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. Okay. Leslie, don't we, don't come here. You've got allies here. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> yeah. come busting down our door. Yeah, please. no. I, I I've said before, uh, like Leslie, who I was used to be really down on. She really has grown on me this season. That was she one absolutely. of the surprises yeah. of the season. She's become yeah. a way better like performer. Yeah, she's yeah. much more polished as a as a live performer now. Yeah, her and Pete Davidson both. They've been at the show long enough that they finally seem to know how to do sketch. How to yeah? Like, how to step away more from their stand up and be competent across the board? No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I I prefer having sketch performers who can hit the ground running. Sure, but but you got to have a lot of different voices. It is a common that, variety show. Absolutely, she, absolutely. So she she serves a purpose regardless. But yeah, much they've been there so long that you can't help but absorb the skills. You yeah. know, of the people around you. So. Yeah, absolutely. Our uh, next sketch, uh, the antique store sketch mm-hmm. with the with the music box. Yeah, we had we had Paul Rudd as an antique dealer. Uh, he sings a song, "Fancy Party," about a <laughs> farting ballerina. Yeah, uh, and then uh, as a sketch, and nobody knows the song. As the sketch goes on, uh, Cecily says, knows the song, and then so does Kyle. And then Keenan enters, as he was wont to do, halfway through a sketch. Right, um, and then they sing the song about a farting ballerina. All of them, and and then at the end, it turns out to be an episode of The Twilight Zone. Yeah, because you need an out. Just a <laughs> just a weird non sequitur sketch. Mm. I did not. This, this one didn't do much for me. Okay, like yeah. for a minute, I thought it was kind of going to kind of be like that um, that Chris Hemsworth sketch where they like they play the song, saying, "Oh yeah, you know this song." Yeah, and like I thought it, they'd go it along seemed very much like yeah, that. the slowly being won over. Like you yeah, think, you think you have no allies. Nobody else knows the song in the then, Steve Carell episode. That too, too. Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's it's a premise they go back to a lot. Yeah, um, I thought that part was amusing, and I, I love a good art joke song. Farts so, are funny, but uh, farts are funny people. You're right. The ending is a little bit jarring, and yeah, it yeah, certainly didn't seem like. That was the best outfit sketch, but hey, yeah, they needed, was, some, they needed something. Yeah, it was just it was just very out of nowhere at the end. Yeah, it's just I, like wow. Well, I don't have much else to say about that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, me neither. And uh, next sketch was the View, the View with uh, with Leslie as Whoopi, Cecily as Abby Huntsman, Kate McKinnon as Joy Behar, Melissa as Anna Navarro, and Adi as Megan McCain. Yes, and uh, Paul Rudd comes out as Pete uh, Buttledge, Buttigieg, Buttigieg, Buttigieg. We're still learning how to pronounce the man's name. Pete B. Uh, uh, Buttigieg, as I believe the, how it's pronounced. Um, uh, there, there, there was a good line from, from Paul Rudd. He said, you know, America's 
uh, ready to accept not only a gay man, but a boring gay man. Uh, <laughs> and we had Beck come in as, uh, as his husband. As his husband. Um, and then, uh, let's see, my, my other note says all the view women have crushes on Joe Biden. Oh, yeah, that was that, um, too. That's yeah. A, uh, I mean, as far as sketch, uh, I thought it was better the first time. This one was... Yeah. It seemed like they were off a little bit. Like, maybe the timing seemed off a little it bit. Was, this was a big mess in dress. Yeah. Uh, because of the lot of back and forth where everyone has a line that someone needs to cut them off. Like, that's kind of the nature of the sketch. Right. You know, and that's the nature of the view, off. I Joy think. Joy Bear has to cut someone off. Like, it's, it's a lot of... A quick back and forth and that's yeah. really sloppy when you're not really good and comfortable with the material so right. uh, it was difficult at dress it was a lot longer at dress mm-hmm. so I think the problem with this sketch is that they chopped it down yeah. to its core um, and I don't think everyone was quite up to speed with the changes there was even a couple camera cuts that undercut some jokes like yeah, the whole Joe Biden thing they were supposed to be on yeah. with her Joe Biden pillow it, they were supposed to be on her as they're setting and that the timing up. when it's just a little off on yeah. a cutaway like that it's in, just... in in dress they at least had the timing for that so i understood mm-hmm. what that joke was supposed to be but yeah they they just missed the uh, camera change probably because of all the rejiggering with yeah the i wonder sketch. if they're going to re-edit that a little bit i did i didn't watch this sometimes rewatch this one on up. youtube yeah sometimes they do clean up so, so it may look better maybe they just well no they wouldn't put in the dress rehearsal one because it was even more of a mess but, but maybe they, they, they could just put in camera, shots yeah. from that as an insert yeah. like maybe the, the back half of the yeah. dress rehearsal or something no no, no. well they, they have the feed from both cameras regardless so right they can do the camera cut and just readjust it after oh like okay of course yeah yeah that makes sense oh right on yeah all right but yeah as far as sketch it was like uh yeah it was but there's multiple of like you said like all the cues that they missed yeah, it was difficult and just a little clumsy because of how much they were messing with it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next, we had a film segment with uh, Leslie Jones and Kyle Mooney reviving the <laughs> the old running gag about them having a torrid love affair. Yeah. Um, so this this one they they were sort of reminiscing about those old sketches, and then they it, it turns romantic. Yes. yes. And uh, then it the they play the carpenters close to you. And they have a fantasy sequence where they get married, and then it cuts to them having sex in Paul Rudd's Just dressing full room. Full out boning. And uh, then... Uh, like, like him on top of her. I was kind of shocked. So Paul's <laughs> taken aback by that. Paul's creeped out at first, and then it turns into a big three-way with Paul Rudd. As you do. Yeah. That's right. As you are wanting to Then him and Kyle are full on making out. Yep. Tongue on tongue. It's not Paul Rudd hosting an SNL episode if he's not making out with a dude. That's right. <laughs> Paul Rudd didn't make out with a dude. Did he really host your show? <laughs> That's what I say. So uh, yeah, that sketch. I was. Uh, I don't know. I'm. I wasn't wild about it. It, it, it was a running gag. I was never terribly fond of personally. Uh, so. The whole Leslie Kyle pre tapes. Yeah, on those? yeah. I mean, I wasn't. I, I'm not a huge fan of Leslie or Kyle. So mm-hmm. you know, putting them together, it really didn't do well, much for me. I'm going to be the voice of dissent on this. Okay, <gasps> all I, right. I love all the Leslie Kyle. Uh, oh really? S- okay. SNL cinematic universe things that they've done. Ah, so this this spoke to you. It did, but it also confused me because I think they just introduced us to like phase two of the SNL cinematic universe because they're going full multiverse. Wow. This, this, this yeah. reality yeah, true, is true. layered on top of the um, uh, the SNL CU. So they got meta. I, yeah, I, I don't know what to make of the uh, the world building logic of it all, but uh, I thought this was fun. How can how can you not be on board? I don't. With, I, with just the sloppy I mean, it, grossness. It, it, they're of it they're all. a funny juxtaposition. I mean, I get. That I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't know, I can't, I don't know if I can explain it, but it's just, I don't, it is, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's because, like, I, I'm not a huge fan of Kyle Mooney either. I don't know his humor, like, when he, he's when, very hit and miss, but, for yeah, us. but his, his, like, painful noises as he's uh-huh. 
like mounting her. Uh, mount, yeah, oh, that's funny. Like, yeah, okay. he's just such a dweeb, and Leslie is such a big presence. Yeah, how is that not comic gold? Like, I, I, I enjoy them. It, oh, okay. Yeah, I, no, I, I'm I, sure it's not for everyone. It's all subjective, but I, I get them. it. I eat and, them up. I eat them. And it had its moments. I mean, hey, I, I like. I, I will thumbs up on any sketch that ends with a giant three way with Paul Rudd. I <laughs> yeah. mean, oh my god, more comedy sketches yeah. should end with Paul Rudd three ways. Right, when is that going to be a movie? I, I, th- I think my record bears this out. <laughs> I think my record is clear on this question. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and that is why I should be your next senator. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, uh, so on the final sketch, um, I kind of feel like the sketch should have been bumped up a little bit. I, I kind of dug the sketch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ouija board sketch mm. with uh, Melissa Villasenor is kind of anchoring this one here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, in this one, it's um, there's a bunch of teenage girls having a slumber party. Paul Red plays the you know nerdy dad. You know, it's like hey girls, mm-hmm. and then the girls are you know playing with the Ouija board and they summon a demon through this Ouija board and then the Bielthar Bielthar and then the uh, demon uh, Thor Bielthor and so then they asked the demon which which one of us is going to get married first and he said oh it's going to be Barbara and then they say, all right, thanks, demon. We're going to order pizza. And the demon's like, well, you know, I, I like pizza. I can stick around for a yeah. little bit. And it's just, the demon basically sort of becomes like a an unwanted party guest, yeah. like that weird person who got invited to the party. She's the odd man out. She can't get Right. Exactly. Like, like, like John in this episode. Yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> right. I didn't say that. Right. I, 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 I didn't say which John. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I like pizza. <laughs> yeah. no, no, that's cool. So, yeah. No, no, like, that's cool, John. Yeah, that's, we're, that's, we're, 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 we're kind of done with you. Yeah. That's cool. That's it's like, cool. oh, no, we should get pizza with, like, with pineapples on it. It's like, yeah. pineapple, that's Gross. Um, it's like, yeah, you know, I was just kidding. I was joking. Yeah. We shouldn't get it. Like, there was, as soon as I said it, I was like, ah. there, there was really impressive makeup on Melissa. I mean, she, sure. in, the, in this, you know, she had a great costume and she had these huge horns. I mean, she looked really great as yeah, the yeah. demonic presence. Uh, the camera work was also off on this sketch a little bit, I noticed. Yeah, it's a bit of a tricky one because they have yeah. to cut at certain times because they have lighting cues. They gotta they, they take the, the demon side of the stage and make it less dramatic very quickly. Like yeah, that's true. Because yeah. Yeah. she has to just become now like a sympathetic character. It becomes so, very so mundane. They take it out of yeah. the evil mode and now she, you know even the damn need to be loved kind of a thing. Mm. Um, yeah, oh, that's, so, a great, that's a great line. There, mm-hmm. there you go. Even the damn need to be loved, baby. <laughs> so there, there was a couple challenges there. Uh, Fun fact, this was actually something that they tried on the Emma Thompson episode last week. Oh, yeah, I had a feeling that this was something that was originally written for a female host because yeah. Paul Rudd's character coming in seemed very extraneous. Yeah, like, why would you pitch that to Paul Rudd? You could be the dad that has almost no purpose. Yeah, exactly. Huh. I mean, because I was, I was like, I'm sure they wrote this for a female <laughs> yeah. host and she was one of the slumber party people mm-hmm. or, or even the demon. So that's exactly. Oh, that makes and, sense. And Emma Thompson was the demon. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Wow, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, she huh. was she she was more over the top with it, but Melissa uh-huh. gave the better performance in my opinion. So oh, Melissa's wow. keeping pace with Emma Thompson as far as I'm concerned. I wonder Whoa. why that was that was cut the first time. Was it cut for time? Was it uh, cut for because like, it just wasn't there yet? Uh, it, it, it was slightly retooled. This uh-huh. was a more polished version as far as the script was concerned. There was some stuff that they rejiggered. It wasn't mm-hmm. a, a total note for note repeat. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say, yeah, it just wasn't fully baked. They looked at yeah. it from the Emma Thompson one and said, no, this just isn't quite ready. Yeah. That, that's my hunch. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I, wow. love, I love this behind the scenes info. I know. Getting. Look at you Wow. You're getting this a full is, of a scoop here, people. This is wonderful. All you, right. You guys could actually go to a dress rehearsal and then you would have these same insights. What? Yeah, it's true. How do you even do that? I mean, that seems like work. That yeah. requires us doing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, don't you have to like, stay online for days or something? Yeah. Not if you're 45 minutes out of town. You guys could just show up on Saturday 
morning and still probably get in like you know fifty percent. This is of the true. Time. Yeah, we, huh. should, we should make a point of doing this some Saturday when you know the weather is not too yeah, chilly. It's yeah. an eye opener. You yeah. look at the show totally different once you've actually seen it. Yeah, you know? we we got to do this. I mean, for no other reason because it would make a fun episode. Oh, that's true. All right, so, yeah, done. Go. You, you sold so, us, John. Yep. You sold us. All right, uh, so yeah, and that's the episode. That was basically. the show. That was, I mean, how do we feel about this as a as a finale? You you have a rating system I on do. your show, the the SNL after party. Yeah, so why don't we uh, switch hats here? And yes, we'll, we'll play my little uh, rating absolutely. Here. I will turn the steering wheel over to you, sir. Very good. Okay, so uh, moment of the night. I'll uh, put it to John first. Oh boy, uh, I'm going to have to like go through my scan my notes yeah, real quick. Moment of the night. I think you know, moment of the night. Moment of the night. It, uh, it was either weekend update. Colin getting soaked with the sure. with the throne, the, the, spit, the spit takes, takes yeah. or or the switching off of the jokes. I mm-hmm. I love both of those. That those would be my highlight. Those would be moment of the night for me. Okay, Darren, what do you got? I I got to give it all to the the weekend update. Colin Joe switching jokes. I mean, my mm-hmm. I mean, my God, that was. That, I mean, that was probably like that was definitely the highlight of the show. That was a sh- that was a point where I was just like, yeah, whoa, it was the the biggest laughs for sure. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was definitely the moment of the night for me. I'm gonna go with the spit takes, uh, just right. simply because Cecily just gives her all to those performances, and I just absolutely really love it when she just brings the heat. So yeah, I, I was definitely riveted. She's a treasure. She is okay. So uh, best sketch. What do you got, best Darren? Sketch. Uh, this might shock you guys, but I. As far as like a full sketch overall, I might go with the the Ouija board one, the last sketch of the yeah. minute. It had I'm, a solid premise. Like, uh, yeah. there's some smart ideas in there. Yeah, and like Paul Red had a couple of good lines in here. And like when um, Melissa left, when she was like, you know, calling Satan yeah, yeah. to pick her up, like Satan, you come pick me yeah, up. Yeah, they're being totally fake. And Paul Rudd comes in. He's like, hey, where'd the goth kid go? Yeah, yeah. like I don't yeah. know. I, I he's he's in goes. total dad mode. Like, no, I, I love that he called her the goth. Kid. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was yeah, and great. then he's then like when he said, oh, uh, like, oh, you're you're Ashley, right? And it's like, no, mm-hmm. dad, this is Biel Thor. Yeah. Like, oh, is that Greek? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, Mazel tov. <laughs> he he did tov. have some great dorky dad lines. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was pretty extraneous to the sketch, but he he made the most of what he had. Yeah. I would yeah, I would say that's a sketch for me. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I think got? I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Journey Through Time with Mrs. Rafferty. Uh, that's it's it's a recurring bit, but it's not one that I've ever really gotten sick of. I don't think they've overdone it. Still, mm-hmm. um, if they did it more than like twice a season, it it could have that danger. But sure. I always enjoy. It. I mean, you know, Kate McKinnon, she's just a killer. Ooh. And uh, kudos to Paul Rudd for not breaking during that, yeah. mm-hmm. as as Ryan Gosling usually did. Did it um, twice, but twice and. You know, it, it can get a little old having somebody having a sketch where somebody breaks every time. Yeah, to, to so. have them not break was kind of refreshing. I'm yeah, like, oh, exactly. Wow. That right. that was enough to change it up. For okay. me. So, what about you? You know what? Uh, nothing trumps uh, Jost and Shay giving each other jokes. Okay, it has to come down. For me, that was more belly laughs than any of the other live materials. All right. Yeah. Good choice. All right. MVP. Let's go, John. Hmm. MVP of the episode. Um, you're le- you're allowed to pick the host. Yep. On, Any, anyone on, who's under on your rules, if okay. You're on screen, you're eligible. Uh, I think I'm. I'm gonna have to give it to Cecily yeah. for this for for the uh, spit takes and mm-hmm. and the thank you, Keenan. I mean, she was she was just perfect. Yep. That yep. was that was great. She does good. What do you yep. got, there? Um, I'll give it to Che. I mean, just because he wrote those jokes for yeah. uh, for Jost in the in the segment, and mm-hmm. uh, there was that one point where after. Uh, Joe said one of the jokes. I think it was the uh, what the hip hop culture joke. Jay mm-hmm. looked at him and said, "I wouldn't have said that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that, that was, was a little funny thing. That was great. Too. Yeah, so his, I'll give it to Jay. Yeah, his little follow ups and his quips and just how loose they are. He's, he's, sometimes that that just stink, ha, sells the yeah. joke all the better. Yeah, he great. He's great at putting those buttons on. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very good. What about you? 
Uh, MVP, I'm going with Cecily. Uh, it was, all right. It was a high sol- five. There you go. Yeah. Solid <laughs> night for her for all the same reasons. That when, when she gets into a character, she's fearless and she'll go all the way with her spit takes and all she, the rest of she it. She is so good at playing the middle aged women. Yes. I, I just, it's, it's a, it's a talent of hers and just particularly those, those characters in particular, I really love yeah, to see her do. Because of her solid work with her middle aged characters that I let her cut in front of me at the bar at the after party. <gasps> you were Ooh. there in front of me? Ooh. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I said, you know what? My drink is not more important than Cecily. She worked hard no, tonight. No. So. She earned here, that. Here, Cecily. What, what, what was her drink? I'm, I'm very curious now. Oh, you know what? Now, I, sh- I should have paid attention because that would have been an awesome story. That would oh. have been the oh. best way to wrap that up, and I didn't pay any attention. I was just more concerned with my drink. I think point. she's like a martini person. Damn it, Murray. I, I want to say she was drinking wine. I want to say she was drinking White wine. White or red? Right. See, this is this has got to be our new obsession. I mean, we, we, we figured out Mohawk, man. I mean, now, what what is Cecily Strong's drink of choice? Um, oh, boy. Wow. So, so you, you, you also have a rating for the overall show. Yeah, okay. So let's... Uh, that's cool. Let's figure this out. On a scale of classic, great, decent, weak, or train wreck, how would you rate this episode, John? It was, it was classic, great, great decent... decent. Weak or train wreck. Okay. I am ping pong in between decent and great. I I feel like it started strong, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel like there was enough really strong material for me to safely say classic or great. So I'm going to go with decent. Okay. If you had a good in there between the decent and great, I would Mm -hmm. go with that. But you do not, so I'm going to go with decent, and I, I stand by I that. appreciate you respecting the scale. Yes, <laughs> yes. I do. Okay. I do. I've, I've, heard you, I've heard you on the show. <laughs> yes. not you know, with people no who do nonsense with the scale. Do, yeah, you don't absolutely. Mess with the scale. You yeah. do not mess with no, the scale. No, that's okay. right. Okay, what do you got, Darren? I'll give it a decent, yep. too. It, was, mm-hmm. it, wasn't, it wasn't fantastic, but it wasn't like a total mess. So yep. I was like, yeah. all right, this is decent. Yeah, it's kind of been the running theme of the back half of the season. There's uh, Every episode has a few solid sketches, but they're not the most even episodes right now. The back half tends to drag. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm yeah. right there with you. It was a decent episode, but didn't get in, it didn't really get to any great heights. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll settle on decent, too. Right. Do we do we want to talk about anything like season overall? Just like quick bottom line. Hey, hey, oh, I will. So, I mean, I, th- I think I'm, we're going to do a, a you know a, a season analysis yeah, sure. next episode. But, but I will put the uh, the host hat back to you. And oh, you, you do it. Ho, ho, ho. if there's anything else you want to cover, I th- I, th- I think it was a generally decent season overall. It was yeah. it was interesting. We got we got uh, to see. New people, newer people like Heidi and Melissa yeah. and Chris Red ha- and have some great moments. Yeah, they really yeah. shine. This Especially uh, Melissa, she really stepped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we uh, oh and and Ego too. Oh yeah, it was nice to see her sure. get some more play as the season yeah. went on since she was the brand new person. Right. Um. And we we had a lot of new hosts. That yeah. was exciting. People never hosted for the first time. A lot of That's energetic right. hosts too. I noticed. Like yeah, Sandra O oh was game for everything. Jason Momoa game for everything. Emma Thompson just game. Just a lot of energetic host who really want to be there who just like just i'm ready to make this thing go yep. just, I'm, just put me wherever put me some, in coach some really inspired bookings too like liev schreiber i would not have expected him to yeah, turn out such yeah. A yeah. Lot, he doesn't so. do comedy really and yeah. they did they did some nice material and and some surprises in like the steve carell episode generally disappointing yeah, yeah it's uh, it's the one you expect are gonna yeah you, you, you think that would be a slam dunk and yeah and also by the same token the halsey episode like i didn't there even know go. who she yeah. was and she's like she totally blew mm-hmm. me away like yep. with yeah. music and do, she could do comedy too i was like yeah. whoa this that was one ch- of my season highlights too. Yeah, it was a shocker. But, but I feel like there were, it contained more pleasant surprises than unpleasant ones. Sure, I would say that. Yeah. So, okay. So, so you're, I, you're I, at the very the, least, the decent, positive territory. If not, if not great. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Overall. Yeah, I don't I don't think SNL has had a genuinely bad season in quite a while. Like mm-hmm. SNL, just the nature of the beast, there's always gonna be some stuff you love, some stuff you hate, some stuff that's objectively good or bad. Yeah. Some stuff that just doesn't connect with you. It's it's always gonna be a grab bag. Yeah. But I, the, the it, general theme of our show too, for anyone who's been paying attention, is just that yeah, it's it's been down the middle, mm-hmm. but this this isn't one for the books. Like season forty two, it just the, there was something very special about them trying to ride the craziness that no one was anticipating. Yeah, that's and they, true. They yeah. got a lot of good material that season, mm-hmm. but now we're kind of mid election, and it, the things just seem less fun generally. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's kind of seeping into the show a bit. And so yeah, it's getting real. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they're 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 trying to find you know fun goofy stuff that maybe veers more away from that, but. Week over week, you never know what you're going to get. So every week we get a few gems. Every week we get a yeah. few weak ones. But overall, the season I thought was decent too. So SNL is like a box of chocolates. Never know what you're you going to get. You never know what. You're oh, gonna thank you, Forrest. See what I did there? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. was running. So, um, well, I guess I guess that's that's pretty much it for for this episode. Yeah, but we, yeah. we should we should do plugs. Absolutely, sure. John. You are our guest. Please tell us where. Our, our listeners can follow you, and then we'll tell your listeners yes. where they can follow us. Beautiful. Plug away. Yes. So yes. if you are listening on the SNL Nerds feed and you'd like to check out our cast, you can search for SNL Podcast or SNL After Party Podcast in mm-hmm. all of the major podcast playing things out there. Right. Um, you can also find us on the web at snlpodcast.com or Twitter, all of our social media handles. SNL podcast. Yeah, I, I admire that handle. You you snap that one up. That's Ooh, a great one yeah. to have. Well done. Yeah, yeah. it's because you know somebody does that Google search. Who's going to be the first hit? This guy. This guy right here. This guy right here. This, this guy. guy right. Yeah, we we had you know we tried to get S, at SNL nerds on Twitter. Not available. Some joker. Took some it. some lady. I don't even remember her name anymore. I, who, I wouldn't give it a satisfaction. She got it. Saying her name. Didn't even tweet once. Goal. The audacity. Of the audacity. It, to lock up that name forever. I know. I know. But we we. You can find us on Twitter. We we went through that barrier. Right. It's right. the SNL Nerd Show, right? Yes. It's, no, it's just SNL. at SNL Nerd yeah, Show. Yeah. Right. There's there's no V. Yes. So at right. SNL Nerd Show. Yes. We're like Jonas Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, no I brought it back. That was that was that was throwing us last week on the show. We were like, there's no definite article in front of Jonas Brothers. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Me neither. Um, I was shocked. And and we also have our our individual uh, Twitter pages. Yeah. You can follow pages. me at Dare Incredible Twitter Instagram at D A R I N Credible. And you can follow me at Trumbull Comic. I'll spell that since there may be some new people listening to this. It's at T R. U M B U L L comic. So yeah. there you go. All right. Do you have an individual Twitter page that you want to share with people uh, or no? Oh, hell no. I would not be on Twitter. Twitter's terrible. Stay away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter's okay. terrible. Why would All I right. don't Don't track down John nope. Murray, people. Nope. I do not exist. He's uh, here. No podcast or nothing. That's he's a myth. He's, yeah, he's a, uh, uh, I forget the guy from Usual Suspect, though. Oh, uh, oh uh, Kaiser Sose. Kaiser Sose. He's go. Kaiser Sose. There yep. it is. Yep. yep. That would have been funny if I remembered it. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I appreciate it. That's that was a good okay. try. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, yeah, guys, that's our podcast. Thanks for listening. And um, I don't know. We'll, we'll check. We'll check you later. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll be back next week. We'll talk a little about what we're going to do yes. on our show once now that the season is over and talk about the season as a whole. Yes, we're going to give and, a uh, season wrap up and we'll talk about you know, what we're going to do going forward now that the, when they're off. This summer and mm-hmm. uh, and then all the, all those things. John, what are what are you guys at uh, SNL After Party going to do yeah. for the summer? On our side, we're going to do a postseason extravaganza in the next few weeks. Nice. Um, next week, Mike and Mario are going to have their season wrap up month and review. So mm-hmm. 
Uh, they'll be looking at that month in particular, but also, you know, general thoughts on the season. And then Steve and I will be back after that to do our postseason extravaganza. Then we'll do a little bit of SNL vintage. We'll do a best of the rest. We're going to do like the cut for time sketches for one show. And, oh, wow. That's a good and then, uh, You are so organized. My God, Dan. <laughs> we're, we're, just, we're just flying by the seat of our pants here. We're, we're like, we maybe know what we're going to do next week. We're hanging on by we a got, thread. Well, do a best of the rest. It's, it's easy content. Just yeah, for YouTube. yeah. No, we got, we've got an idea of what we're going to do for the summer, but we'll get into that next week. Yes. So, so tune in next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Uh-huh. So I just got back from a comic convention, so I, I got that on, on the brain. And uh, maybe I'll tell you about that next week. That'd be great. But this has been fun. This yeah. has been fantastic. This, is, this has been great. John, did you have fun? Thoroughly. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. Right. John, this thanks is, so much for doing it. Very we, welcome. We got to do this again. If, if we're up your way or you're back down our way. Yeah, this is a hell of a drive just to come out to podcasts. <laughs> well, I'm not saying <laughs> no. just. I'm but, saying if you happen to be in the area. If, yes. if ever but, I'm in New York again, I would love to pop over to Jersey and do this again. That, would, that would be great. We'll, we'll make that happen. Hot dog. So this, this has been fun. And you know, please give our, our best wishes to Steve and Mike and Mario and all that. the guys at the, the SNL After Party podcasting world oh and uh, we should give a little plug for our network the non-productive that (laughs) non-productive.com there are a lot of other great shows on the network please check those out yeah we got a patreon too don't give us some money please mm -hmm. and and uh, please i'm and i'm sure john agrees with this please uh find us on on itunes or wherever you're you listen to your podcast and rate and subscribe yeah, because it, it helps us out. Five ratings are always welcome. Oh. It, it helps us out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you you don't know. <laughs> oh, you don't know. So right. you pointed at the mic. <laughs> I did. I did. I, I went all gangster for a second. It's amazing how quickly these things fall off. <laughs> yep, this <laughs> is going it's, downhill so quick. I, yep. Yeah, no. I, I I listen to your podcast and I'm just like, how do they stay on topic like that? <laughs> it's editing, just, so much editing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we're we're live to tape, baby. Yeah, right. we we. Raw, uncut, yeah, yeah, it's like pure Colombian blow. No, it's the right way to do it. It's the right way to do it. I gotta, I gotta figure out how to not have to edit mine so heavily. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's uh, a chore. Yeah, it helps us serve it up fresh. Mm-hmm. So, all right, but this has been fun. So we're gonna, we're gonna call it a night. Yes, excellent. Later, Thank guys. You. See ya. Bye. <laughs>